Hey friends, welcome to Monday. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. Uh, we are coming off a great weekend at Emmanuel and so thankful. So thank you to all that were part of the prayer breakfast and work day on Saturday. We got so much done around campus. Then yesterday to celebrate a wonderful day of worship and in John 13, uh, the betrayal of Judas and what Jesus was doing in that Last Supper moment when he was assuring and strengthening his, his disciples in preparation for the betrayal. Amazing passage of scripture. If you didn't get to be a part of the service yesterday, go on live stream, see it tonight at seven o'clock or anytime on the archives. It will bless you and the passage we studied will give you a deep assurance in dark days. So that's a little bit about yesterday. Now it's Monday morning and uh, we're off and rolling for Easter week and I want you to pray. Pray for us this week. A lot of work, a lot of preparation. There's a lot going on at this time of year and uh, just layers of things. Um, but I want you to pray especially for Thursday. We have a homegoing service for Dennis Kalpin and then Friday, the Good Friday service, we'll preach the gospel and celebrate the Lord's table. Saturday would be the extravaganza. That'll be 2,000 people. Um, We'll try to give them all the gospel and uh, encourage and love them and invite them to Easter Sunday. And then Easter celebration Sunday, 9 o'clock, 1045, two services. We're just going to fill the house with worship and celebration and, uh, and gratefulness and the gospel. We're going to preach the gospel all week lo- in long and pray that souls will turn to Christ. So invite somebody, turn to your neighbors and friends and coworkers and just assume that they are seeking the Lord because many of them are right now. Uh, there's a man I've been witnessing to. He was in church yesterday, and I'm praying for him. So, um, so we're just looking forward to a, a full and wonderful week. But I want you to turn with me right now to Psalm 75. We began the psalm a couple days ago. We left off at the end of verse 5. It's sort of a worship service. And in the first position, uh, the people are um, beginning with praise and praying to God. And then <clears throat> verse 2 to 5 is God speaking. And when God speaks in this particular psalm, <clears throat> he, he is talking about his sovereign control of everything. And he's warning um, that he will receive a congregation um, who have received him, essentially, and then that he will um, eventually judge the earth, that he is the one that upholds the earth. And, and he warns the fools, he warns the wicked not to deal foolishly or to rebel against him, that he is God and they will account to him. I was thinking this as the opening credits were rolling that <coughs> God's warnings are terrifying until, until you trust him and receive Jesus as Savior, and then you're born into new life with him. You're welcomed at his table and into his family. You're adopted. You're redeemed. And once you're redeemed, his warnings are cause for worship because the warnings give us great hope and realization that First of all, we're not the object of those judgments. Uh, that wrath has passed from us to Jesus, and we can live in grace and mercy. Now, it doesn't mean God never chastens us. He chastens us as, as, as a parent loves their children. He doesn't reject us in wrath and judgment because that's on Jesus. Jesus truly did pay it all. Um, but we can live in security and assurance and confidence <clears throat> and worship him, in essence, because of those warnings, because those warnings remind us as believers that evil is on a short leash and that God will account for every injustice and God will make things right. So the, 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 the psalm then turns in verse 6 to sort of the response or the application of the believers, how they are appropriating what God said in verses 2, 3, 4, and 5. Now look at the conclusion, verse 6, for promotion, 
cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. So the word promotion is to be high or raised up. It could be a negative to be haughty or proud, but in this case it's a positive. It is to be elevated in honor or strength. We think of promotion in terms of our jobs or careers, that you move from one role to another, you get a promotion. So think of this though in ancient Hebrew context, um, it is the elevation of one over the others. It is the favor or the honor that God bestows. And what there's so many applications here that we need to take. We, we need to take it practically today to work that, you know, we can do our best. We can go through the hoops and work the application process. And But at the end of the day, we need to trust God with our promotion. That um, we, don't, we don't always want to fight for position or prominence, especially to the tune of, dishonoring God or being hurtful to others. We want to be ethical and right and operate in, in, in the realm of honesty and integrity. And I know maybe you're sitting there thinking, well, that would me, mean that I'm alone in, a, in an ocean of people that are operating with no integrity and they're just going to crush me and flatten me and I'll never get promoted. No, you're thinking of it wrong, okay? This is the purpose of this verse, to realize God is sovereign in those promotions and he can honor and bless your integrity. Um, and yeah, he may have you demoted for a while because of your faith, but believe me, in the end, promotion is coming when you honor God. I remember um, a uh, interaction I had many years ago. It was a follow-up visit I was making to uh, the commander of Edwards Air Force Base. He had visited our church. Great guy. His name was Colonel John Rhodes, and uh, just a gentleman of a guy, he and his wife, and for some reason, I was tasked with calling and setting up the follow-up visit to go and sit down and meet with them. And uh, so I remember dr setting that appointment up. They were more than happy to have me come out and visit <coughs> to talk about the church and talk about faith and things like that. So I remember going out to a kind of a pr prominent part of the base where the, where the commanding officers were housed, pulled into the driveway of that house and um, sat down with he and his wife first thing heard a just amazing testimony that they both knew the Lord I was hopeful I'd be able to lead them to Christ but then I began to ask him about his career and his advancement and he said to me he said you know years ago <coughs> I was a part of a group of people that were working their way through the military and you know whenever we got invited to certain environments where there were parties where there was drinking where there was maybe some ways I could compromise my faith or my integrity <clears throat> he said, I always took the high road. He said, I, I did not uh, drink. I didn't party. I didn't carouse. I didn't get into those environments where, you know, the, 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 the men were, uh, were caving on their morals and things like that. He said, I've always chosen, like Daniel, to honor God in my career and to just trust him. And he said, so many of the men that caved on their morals and caved on their integrity never really did get promoted. And he said, but somehow God just kept advancing me through the military, through the Air Force, and now here I am, the commander of Edwards Air Force Base for this season of my life. <coughs> I don't know how uh, it proceeded. I, I want to say that he went on to become a general, and um, it's been many years since I've had any connection or communication with him, but it was just a great uh, friendship for a long time. Uh, he and his wife became part of our church, and uh, we're, just, we're just a great example. Um, now, let me I share with that story with you because that is how God blesses. He, he said in First uh, Samuel, them that honor me will I honor. So 
yeah, we, we, as followers of Jesus, we have all of God's love and all of his blessing in abundance. But there is, there is something uh, significant to the fact that when we honor God, there are, there are good outcomes. God takes special note of that. <clears throat> now, I think our honor should not be motivated by what we get out of it, but by uh, the love that we have for God. He's worthy of our honor. But promotion comes not from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and sets up another. Now, what that means is I need to trust God on the ascent, wherever I'm ascending in life. I need to trust God in the ark, (laughs) wherever my role or my uh, life kind of peaks out. And I need to trust him on the descent as well. Everybody has an ascent, an ark, and a descent in life. And maybe more than once, you'll ascend, you'll arc, and you'll descend. I know for a fact, I'm approaching my mid-50s. Let's say I pastor till I'm 65 or 70, okay? That means I'm probably right here, you know, on that, coming into that arc, and I will slowly fade away, fade back in ministry um, as I age. Now, I, I don't know how that'll look, what that'll feel like, but it's okay. I trust the Lord with it, and you can too, because promotion comes not from the east or the west. God is the judge. He puts up one, he puts down one, and sets up another. So trust God with the idea of promotion. Most of all, honor him, Uh, and know that in that honor and integrity, you are standing strong in his grace and provision. So happy Monday, my friends. Pray for Easter. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. 